You're listening to the J. John Podcast, a weekly dose of encouragement and inspiration to give you confidence in your faith and boldness to share it with others. Over the centuries, billions of people have identified themselves as Christians, as followers of Jesus Christ. So significant was the life of Jesus Christ that it changed the way that his followers thought about history. And they would even describe themselves as living in the year of the Lord, Anno Domini, A.D. Let's take a look at the teaching of Jesus Christ. John chapter 3 verse 1. You may want to follow this in your own Bible. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born When they are old, Nicodemus asked, surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born again? Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to the Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus. And do you not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and we testify to what we have seen. But still, you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must 
be lifted up. That everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus describes being a Christian, describes being his follower in terms of new birth. The media have used the phrase born again in a variety of ways, from born again cars to born again presidents, born again international superstars have claimed to be transformed, having had this experience of being born again. Now, some of these claims are genuine and the media has actually caused a great deal of confusion about it. And that's why it's very important for us to understand what Jesus meant when he used the phrase born again. It's vital to our understanding of Christianity and our own experience. Now, whatever international superstars believe the phrase meant or the interpretation that car manufacturers have given to it, we know this. It was a very important phrase for Jesus and it was so important, he repeated it several times. So let's unpack this story between Jesus and Nicodemus. Nicodemus is an influential man and because he didn't want other Jews and his contemporaries and his colleagues to know that he was interested in Jesus, he went to see Jesus at night personally and privately. Many people today are reluctant to admit they're serious about Jesus. They really are curious to know more about Jesus. And some people miss it completely because they don't want their friends or family or colleagues to know. Don't miss out on knowing Jesus. Nicodemus was very polite. He acknowledged the miracles that Jesus had performed and said that he therefore must be a teacher sent by God. But before Nicodemus had any time to keep going, Jesus breaks into the conversation 
and he says this in verse 3, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Again, Jesus said, you should not be surprised at my saying to you, you must be born again. Jesus doesn't say to Nicodemus, look, you'll grow into this experience. Or don't worry about how you're feeling. It takes time for you to engage and connect. No, he didn't say that. Jesus deliberately chooses an image which speaks of a radical change, a radical transformation from the past to the present. You must be born again. And he went on, flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to the spirit. In other words, he was saying, you Nicodemus, you, you've experienced physical birth. You came out of your mother's womb and your whole existence underwent a radical change. Birth is the beginning of new life. The baby emerges from the darkness into a new world of which the baby is newly conscious and in which the baby begins to exercise new faculties, to breathe, to feed, to make new sounds, to cry, to hear new sounds, to communicate, to engage, to connect. And Jesus said that men and women who are fully grown physically need to be reborn spiritually. Spiritual life. So to be born again, you connect and engage and have a spiritual life. You can receive a new life and enter a new world called the kingdom of God. This new birth is brought about by God. We mustn't confuse it with anything that we can do. You see, this is the mistake Nicodemus and many people make today. We think that following Jesus merely means obeying his teaching. It doesn't. That's not what it's about. No amount of self-effort can bring about the new birth. Self-improvement is not the issue. Jesus was talking 
about a changing nature, a radical change. Now, you and I, we can clean up our lives to some extent, and we can be religious, yet we can still not be born again. The words Jesus used should protect us from making that mistake. He talked about new birth and who has ever given birth to themselves? None of us. And after birth, it is months before we realize we are a separate identity. Birth and maturity don't come at the same time. Now, perhaps you're thinking, this kind of Christianity is not for me. Do you know, people have actually said this to me. Oh, are you the born again type of Christian? And, and they say it very sarcastically. And uh, I mean, how do you respond to that? Yes, I am. Because Jesus said there is only one way, and that is to be born again. There is no other way. So when, when people have said these sarcastic comments or silly comments, we need to be truthful and say there is only one way to know Jesus Christ. And that is to be born again, because that's what Jesus said. Jesus was very specific. No one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Let me repeat that. No one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. There is no other way. This call is for everyone without exception. The mother, the father, the grandfather, the grandmother, the convict, the business executive, the senior citizen, the actor, the widow, the politician, the successful, the failures, and for Nicodemus, a member of the supreme religious council. Jesus called Nicodemus a teacher of Israel, but he still needed to be born again. I've known religious people who haven't been born again. I've known people who teach theology who haven't been born again. Jesus did not say, you may or it would be nice, it would be really nice if you were born again. No, no, he didn't say that. You must be born again. These are Jesus's words, not mine. There are many different ways of approaching Christianity, but they only experience 
one entry into the new life. In Christ, new birth. It is essential and there are no shortcuts. I sometimes like to picture our life like a house. And the reason I do, and I've always liked the image of the house, um, is because for me, that was how I connected with Jesus. And that was how I became born again. And my key verse that my friend Andy Economides, he showed it to me on the 9th of February, 1975, having spoken to me over many, many months while we were both students in London. And he gave me a Bible and, and he taught me and he instructed me. And he showed me in the last book of the Bible, in the book of Revelation, where it has that beautiful picture of Jesus standing outside of a door of a house knocking. And the words say that if you hear the knock, open the door and let Jesus in. And on the 9th of February, 1975, at 10 o'clock in the evening, I asked Jesus to come into my life so that I could be born again. And there is something powerful about that image of being born again. It's a bit like the caterpillar shedding its skin and it looks dead and then out comes a butterfly, a new creation, a new life. And when I invited Jesus into my life, into my house, it was as if I was getting rid of that old skin, all that sin, all the dirt, all the grime, all the darkness which was paid for me on the cross by the blood of Jesus. In the words of the Apostle Paul, Jesus died on the cross to purchase for me forgiveness. So Jesus came into my life, into my house, cleansed me, washed me, and his Holy Spirit filled me. And his Holy Spirit enabled me to be born again. And I knew that something happened the moment I prayed that prayer. I didn't have the words or the vocabulary to articulate what it was, but later I knew I was born again. I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I was filled with the presence of Jesus by his Holy Spirit. That was the beginning. That was the beginning. And what's great about that house analogy is, yes, that's the beginning. And then what we have to do and what 
the Lord does through his spirit is start cleaning the house. Because over the years, we accumulate things that are not necessarily compatible with walking in the light. They're not compatible with following Jesus, the way, the truth and the life. They're not compatible. And it's a bit like, you know, we, we clean our windows on the outside but we don't clean our windows on the inside. And sometimes when you clean the windows on the outside, it doesn't really make much difference because the windows on the inside are dirty and Jesus cleanses the windows. But then we still have choices. And the Bible says, do not resist the Holy Spirit. Do not quench the Holy Spirit and do not grieve the Holy Spirit. And what he wants to do it's to reign and rule in our lives and he wants to reign and rule in our homes. And so what we need to do is to say, come down to the basement of my life and just clear out and clean. Come into the attic of my life, clear out and clean. Come into the sitting room, the dining room, the kitchen, the bedroom, come into every room of my life. And as we allow the Holy Spirit to work in and through us, his Holy Spirit then begins to produce the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. And one test of knowing that you're born again is, have you got the Holy Spirit? And how do you know if you've got the Holy Spirit? Because the Holy Spirit will produce fruit. Are we producing the fruit of the Holy Spirit that has enabled us to be born again? A new beginning, a new life, a new start. Isn't that incredible? This is what Jesus is inviting all of us into be born again wouldn't it be incredible if billions of people in the world today were born again and started producing the fruit of the holy spirit wouldn't that change lives relationships families communities countries continents of course of course it would it would transform this earth of ours. Jesus said, you need to be born again. Are you born again? Have you had this experience of letting go of the past and experiencing the presence of Jesus? and becoming a new creation.
Have you been cleansed by the blood of Jesus? Have you been filled with his presence? Are you producing the fruit of the Holy Spirit? Jesus wants to be resident in your life and he wants to be president. Why don't you make Jesus resident and president today? Why don't you ask Jesus to be born again today? If you've never had this experience today, become born again. Maybe you did in the past, but you, you've strayed away. Why don't you today say, I want to be reborn? Pray this prayer along with me now. Thank you, Jesus, for your invitation for me to be born again. I know I have done many things wrong in my life, in thought and word and deed. And I thank you that you died on the cross for me. I pray now that you will cleanse my life because of your blood. I pray now to open the door of my life, come in by your Holy Spirit that I may be born again. Fill me now with the power and the presence of your Holy Spirit. I invite you into every room of my life. I pray that your Holy Spirit will produce the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Transform me and my relationships. And I pray and I ask this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. A prayer for you. Lord, I pray for every person who has prayed that prayer, that they will know that they are born again, that they will know that your spirit is in them, that they will know that they have received forgiveness from the past, new life today, and they have a hope for the future. I pray that you will bless them with the blessing of God the Father, the blessing of God the Son, and the blessing of God the Holy Spirit. I pray that you will be blessed and that you will be a blessing to others. Amen and Amen. You've been listening to the J. John Podcast. To find out more about J. John's ministry, visit www.canonjjohn.com and follow him on social media.